Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Camperosity. If you're new here, I am your hostess, Bree. And today, I am reporting from beautiful Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. Yes, Iris moves. I can proudly say that I drove Iris across the state of South Carolina. So for today's episode, I will be spilling all the tea about my trip, pros and cons of travel versus being stationary, and my close friend Keyshawn joins me as a guest. So. Fasten your seatbelts because this was a bumpy ride, to be honest. Where should I start? I guess I'll start with why I drove across state. Okay. I drove four hours across state because... I finally got to see my favorite, favorite artist of all time perform, Carrie Underwood. This past weekend, she kicked off her Denim and Rhinestones tour, and my friend and I had tickets to the pit of this concert. So if y'all listen to my What is an Oreo episode... Which, if you haven't, what are you doing? But in that episode, I mentioned that I really enjoy country music. One of my friends introduced me to Hunter Hayes in high school. And his music led me into country music, the genre, you know? And I found artists that I really resonated with, which included Carrie Underwood. Blown Away is the first CD I ever bought. So she, her music has a very special place in my heart. Some girls fan over boy bands. I fangirl over Carrie Underwood. It is what it is. I also drugged my friend Keyshawn, who was not familiar with country music, along for the concert. He said that he enjoyed himself, but I'll let him go into detail a little bit later. First, I have to tell y'all about my trip. So... From my mom's backyard to Traveler's Rest is about four hours and 20-ish minutes. To be completely honest, I was so nervous on the days leading up to the trip. Me being me, I waited until last minute to get all of Iris's paperwork done. You know, transferring the title, getting her a tag, paying taxes, all that fun stuff. I also had to reinflate my tires and make sure that I had everything that I needed for the trip as well. As mentioned in my Why Do I Live in a Camper episode, I drive a truck. So hitching up wasn't a problem. For some reason, on my TikTok, people are really confused as to how I get my camper to move. I don't know why they don't just assume I would drive a vehicle with towing capability, but whatever. I almost forgot to mention my list of pros and cons of traveling 
versus staying stationary. So if you didn't know, some camper owners don't actually move their trailers around much. They either move from dealership to their property or they only move once or twice a year. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with either of those. However, personally, I think that campers are best enjoyed when they're mobile. With that though, are things that you have to consider when you want to move a 5,000 pound container around. So, my pros are Number one, being able to place my home in a different environment. I get bored. I get tired of seeing the same scenery every day. So it's nice that I can just pick up and change my scenery whenever I feel like it. Number two, I get to show off my home so it doesn't just stay in one place in a yard and just sit I can actually move it around and people can look at it it's pretty nice I am able to move comfortably in unfamiliar places that's number three no matter where I go I still have this sense of home and stability and the one constant even though everything else around me is changing And number four is the ease of use. There's literally no extra training or licensing that I have to have to carry this around. So that's pretty nice. But there are also some cons, so we'll get into those. Number one on my cons list. My things breaking and moving around. I expected some things to move out of place, but I didn't expect the amount of movement that I saw. <laughs> Another hindsight is that I should have spent more time securing everything down. If you go on my Instagram, that I plug every episode. I included a little Snapchat video of what happens when you move the camper before everything is tied down. I definitely underestimated how much the camper would vibrate and all of the hard turns that I guess I made along the way. And as a result, at least a few items got destroyed but you know if you'd like to donate to help me replace these items my cash app is dollar sign original blt i'll get into why i have that username on, on another day Parking and finding places to park. I 
I do not like parking. Parking was a nightmare, to be frank. I wish I had practice before I left for the road. I didn't understand all the memes and little gags that were like, nobody talk to me while I'm parking or like, no, everybody shut up until the campers parked or stuff like that. And I wouldn't get it, but now I get it. <laughs> now I get it. And finding places to park. Um, I was afraid to go to certain fast food places like along the way because I was like, ah, what if I get stuck in the drive through or something, you know? So just consider the height of everything when you're traveling. I don't think. I would have been too tall to go through a Bojangles drive through but I think I stopped at a Wendy's on the way there, and I just parked off to the side of the parking lot, and then on the way back, I don't think I stopped for food. But speaking of the height for drive throughs that leads us into number three the height and weight factor you don't think about the weight of your vehicle when you're driving over a bridge regularly so adding the weight of your vehicle usually plus the weight of the camper was something I thought about and then if your attachment is too heavy for your vehicle to transport that would be an issue too when it came to driving with Iris attached, it did feel a little weird having the added weight, but it wasn't that bad. I stayed between 55 and 65 miles per hour the whole trip. I made sure to choose the scenic route on the GPS, going and coming back, to avoid as much traffic as possible. I had a hard time keeping up with traffic. I think, but you know, we were trucking along, quite literally, pun intended. And my last con is I have a giant liability attached to me. Well, this is a huge thing, you know? God forbid anything happened to me on the road, but. This thing would take somebody out, I'm sure. Despite the cons, they don't outweigh the pros for me. I think that traveling is well worth it, but I definitely couldn't do it full time. Just up front, I could not live on the road 24-7. Because I could not deal with the instability of not knowing where I'm going to sleep at night. Full-time travel is a very unstable type of environment. And I like being where I know that it's safe. I would never encourage anyone else to do what I do. But this trip confirmed that this is the lifestyle for me. I met the friendliest people at the KOA and the check-in process was pretty straightforward. Um, that's pretty much the summary of my trip. So now I get into the detail of what I saw and my friend is gonna join me 
for some commentary. So, while up in Greenville, we walked around downtown, and lucky for me, the Fall Festival was in town. Vendors lined both sides of the street for several blocks, and there were three stages of performers. But my favorite spot was the park. I had a lot of fun seeing the fall foliage and the creeks that float throughout the park. As a black woman, I didn't feel out of place in Greenville. Which, if you've never been to Greenville, it is a lovely city in South Carolina that's nestled at the foot of the Appalachian Mountains. So, there's a lot of hills and it allowed for some beautiful scenery. After our walk, we headed to the arena and we watched Jimmy Allen and Carrie Underwood absolutely tear up the stage. But I think from here, I'm going to let my friend Keyshawn come in and tell you about the experience himself. Oh yeah. Well, I guess I guess there should be a actual introduction. No, I'm 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 the I'm one of the friend groups she usually has that comes that invite her to do things. The the gay one actually. <laughs> Period. I'm I'm Keyshawn, the one that's also the hot damn mess that she always in that she brings up in the podcast. I thought you were gonna say the hot one, and I was gonna be like, you ain't wrong. Period. I'm not hot. <laughs> Man, you are. Man's not hot. Oh my god! I forgot about that. <laughs> you just took me back. I'm full of throwbacks, <laughs> like a Thursday. <laughs> Bitch, it's a Tuesday. That's when the club goes up. You know what? You fired. That's what's up. Hey, go to that concert. And then, like, going to that football game with my mom, being surrounded by all these people who don't look like me, right? It doesn't make me feel less black, but it does make me feel like I stand out. But I don't know if it's standing out in a good way. Like, dang, like, that's cool. Like, that's different. What? What? You look cool. Or is it like, it, like, why are you here? Like, this is weird. Like, you're, you're kind of welcome here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, and so it's hard to teeter the line and like figure out what like who in this demographic is actually cool with you like for real cool with black people and who like is like oh okay well it's again it's kind of hard to gauge that because it seems like everybody seems to have like a corner yeah like you have the black people they do rap they do twerking and all this other bullshit to me and then you have the white people where they either do rock music and they seem like social outcasts. You got the preppies, you know, those in the pop or rap just to be cool. But yeah, they're not down for the actual. Like, oh, I know your music. Let me stop. And then you have the country, which they usually don't have a lot of black people hang out there. But they're not gonna be against. Most of them are not gonna be against you being there. They're just like, what the hell are you doing over here? Right. You, I'm like, you like country? I might like you. See, I can't tell when people do that. Like, if it's from a genuine place or if it's like, let me see how far they'll go. Like, to prove to me that they really country. And, like, I'm, I'm I felt like I had to prove, when I was in high school, I felt like I had to prove to people, like, 
the kind of stuff that I like. I don't know why I felt like I had to do that, but like I was always wearing, I wasn't always wearing cowboy boots, but I definitely did walk around with cowboy boots for a say, few why, times. Why would you have to prove yourself that you like certain stuff? Like You don't, but well, I felt like I had to in high school because I'm like, people wouldn't believe me if I said, you know, Brie, what type of music do you listen to? I'm like, oh, I listen to country. Like, <laughs> you're right. You probably listen to like the upstream, upbeat, super poppy stuff, right? And I'm just like, well, dude, I could go back to Alan Jackson too. Like, if we talk about old stuff, but you don't want to get into detail about that. So you don't want to do damn country. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I can get into George Strait. Like, Hobie, I can go. Mm. So I felt like I had to wear certain things to kind of be like to prove how country i was but black people and country can exist simultaneously like you can be a black person and be like a country person now listen now now that you brought that up what i don't understand is how come black people seem to be against country either that's what i'm saying you got so many people oh my god like you turn it against the race like oh you want to know like what you mean i just enjoy good music it ain't my fault you don't like it i think it's just pop with a twang i describe country music as pop music with a twang and and like different genre like subject matter pop music ain't gonna talk about pastures and cows and stuff country music is just the white well mostly white equivalent of the black r&b genre i just watched a video right and they were talking about this white chick who sung r&b and she was talking about how the black people just embraced her and was just like open to having this white chick with a soulful voice right when adele came out black people yeah we vibe with her voice like this is cool but if a black person goes country it's a problem like what are you doing like i'm really impressed with jimmy allen because being a black man in this genre ain't easy i've only seen darius rucker do it you know and he kind of is one of them black people that teaches the line to being like, oh, I'm black, and I ain't black, black. You know what I'm saying? This is just he's from Darius Rucker's from Charleston. Just for a disclaimer, I'm not a country listener. I know she Bree has brought me along to <laughs> listen to country, so I'm kind of being held against my will. <laughs> not always, but to a degree, I am. But man, I'm like I, I never understood how there's like a segregation with like race and music. Yeah, like it's getting better. I will say that country music has been taking a few more steps into welcoming more people that are POC. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But it still ain't as easy for us to get as mainstream. Well, it's not easy to get mainstream on any platform, to be honest. Like as do you unless think- you're Doja Cat. What'd she do? I don't know, but her streams is everywhere. Her last album's still charting. She putting out for a record company. Oh my god! <laughs> Disclaimer, I don't think she is, but I'm just saying, just in case she's not, and I don't want to get Camper Roach to Sue, but no, I'm pretty sure she had to do something to get fucking popular like that, because a lot of them had to sell their souls for something. Yeah, something like, like she didn't ha- pop off until she made that cow song. Like, that moo song on YouTube. And then it moo was song? Like, yeah, you ain't never heard that? No, I didn't hear that. I'm gonna insert a clip of moo just for entertainment purposes. Let me pull it up on my phone for you. And this is where we have a commercial break. <laughs> now, a word from our sponsor. 
if you're looking at your phone screen right now, please pull up the Instagram app and type in Iris the Camper, because that's me. Please follow that account. You can see the inside of the camper. You can see where I live. You can see my mom's backyard, JK. And you can see my doll. Also, if you're interested in empowering and shifting and thought-provoking art, please follow my professional page, Brianna L. Taylor underscore on Instagram, Brianna L. Taylor on Facebook. Thanks. Welcome to Camperosity. She also has Iris the Camper on Instagram. And she also has Finny. Not you. <laughs> Alright, let's play this song for you. Uh... She dropped a video to this on YouTube and blew up after that. It's all history after this. Okay. Hold on, wait for it. Tom Hellery is just bull. Move. Is you if you's a cow, how is you even fit in the damn studio door? And if you say if you're a cow, why you just not say moo all the damn time? You know what, to be honest, half the cows I be seeing are silent. Cause they ain't got no shit to be bullshitting on. I'm like, do cows only moo if they're in stress? I ain't never seen a cow happy moo and just look at the cattle rancher dude and be like, like, good morning. You know, because dogs would be like, Arr. I don't know about Fiddy. Like, do they just move if you moving them? Well, don't touch me. They don't be moved. They don't move when don't they, well, they do move when they move. <laughs> just go, like, shut up. This episode is sponsored by Bluebell. <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Quit your capri. I think college ruined the hype of turning 21 for me. No, high school ruined the hype of being 21 because y'all y'all be drinking at tw at high school. What kind of high school you went to? She, the country one. <laughs> They probably all meet up at the one spot outside of town as a little club thing and be like, y'all, let's No, there ain't no club in the country. Oh, got the lakes in the country. We got a little club on the outskirts of town. You in, you in the middle of nowhere where it has no lake anyway. I'm in a, I'm next to Georgia, which has a bunch of lakes and a bunch in the big river. Everybody goes to the water to have parties in the dang country. That's crazy. Bruh. So a bunch of people probably throwing boat parties, house parties, stuff like that. Have you not been in Greenwood Lake? Mm, I mean, Yeah. When I went to that party with you. That's not, that's different from being under daddy and mommy's money. And they have, like, their friends come on boats. And they got, Yo, bro, let's go out here and drink a little bit. Drink a lot of bed and then recklessly drive and potentially kill their kids. And they did that in high school? Yeah, they be doing that in high school. They oh be doing that in college, too. It's like, man, that guy's got a boat. And as soon as, soon as someone finds out you got a boat, you're the, you're the coolest person in town because they're going to use your shit. 
everybody wants to be your friend when you got something, but when you ain't got nothing, they don't want to talk to you. I think, ooh, that, those were some powerful words you just spoke. Does it be like that? Girls can't be friends. Apparently not. Girls can't be friends. I don't know what's up with It's girls competition, friends. and even if it's not up front, it's definitely underlying. Like, even, like, because I'm not the competitive type, so if I befriend a girl, I ain't never gonna look at her and be like, well, dang, like, why is she, like, dang, like, mm. like, you know what I'm saying? I'm never gonna sneak, try to compete, or sneak, try to diss you on the side. Like, I'm gonna just be myself. And so... The problem is people don't know how to be themselves and then they look at you weird because they don't know how to do what you're doing. You're out here living your life being you and they don't know how to do that. Have you know of the term called a TikTok personality? Fill me in. So the TikTok personality, for lack of a better word, is faking a disease or illness like ADHD or ADHD. Oh my gosh, they doing that bad on and TikTok. It's hard to tell who's really... Who really has a disability, or it's not really a disability, who's like, you know, really got that, or who's just posing for views and likes. But then, but then I've, I've been doing some searching, usually in YouTube, YouTube videos, because you can, you really can't find too many honest articles nowadays. I found more YouTube essays, which is kind of a popular format now. I've noticed that there's a lot more people saying that, like, the generation that's grown up is having a lot more ticks, which is... I forgot if it was Tourette's or something. Oh my gosh. I'm like, so kids nowadays don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to have a personality. They only get their information if they all they do is go on damn TikTok all the damn time. That's you why right. I, that's why I get on people about why are you on TikTok? Like, like don't use TikTok TikTok as your only source of information. Like you gotta expose yourself to other sources. TikTok is okay, like yeah, they'll keep you informed, but you gotta mm. do your research too. Like, who thought of the internet? Bill Gates? No. No? No, the internet's been around since the 1970s. Or CERN said they discovered the internet. And you know what? That wouldn't surprise me. No, the internet's been around since the 1960s, 1970s, but it was only for the military to know about it. The military gets everything first. Well, they were using it for other purposes. Yeah. I hate when people try to use objects to try to impress me. If you're not a materialistic girl, yeah. which a lot of girls are nowadays... Not to say it's a misnomerness or whatnot, but there's a lot of shallowness with people nowadays that think people are real shallow today. It's sad. They it's real sad. They think materials is what make you interesting, but materials are just materials that either they have, can be replaced, which most people can be. But people mm. can't be replaced. Eh, yeah, debatable, I guess. It depends on the context of replaceable. Like, According to Abby Lee Miller on Dance Moms everybody's replaceable and you know what i've been holding that in the back of my mind for the past 10 years i'm just like dang some people everybody's replaceable (laughs) yeah that's why there's so much horny horny people nowadays that's what makes me not want to like take another job because i just know if i quit or something happens to me they'll just fill fill in my spot with somebody else i want to work a career where i know if i fall out like that's a big loss no, you're a good luck with that because I've been I've been on Reddit and I follow a thread called Anti Work and I feel follow a few other ones like uh, was it LinkedIn Lunatics and Recruiting Hell and every time I look up through that page it's always something about corporate fire and someone over something really stupid mm. or somebody had finally quit because they had enough of the mental stress because some jobs dead ass. 
would just pile of work onto you, even though your pay's not increasing, just so you can quit and they can hire someone else. That's they can even pay you more, or they can pay le they can pay the person more or less wow. than what the part they fired. And they just have a revolving door. I'm like, there's a finite number of employees they can hire. So why is that even a viable option for businesses to even do that? My problem is with my degree that I have currently, I'm still just a base level employee at any job. Like, it don't matter that I have this degree, and I think that's sad. Like, you're still going to put me in a basic position. I mean, they they will put you in a basic, basic position even if you were in a job in demand. Like, Man, you, like, see, I want to be valued. Like, I don't want to be anywhere where you're not going to value my presence. I want to say, look, I've seen people, or I've met people, like, they could have a degree in engineering or IT or anything that's in demand, and they still don't get anything. It doesn't mm. matter. Like, you almost, it's almost better to have connections to actually get where you need to go than actually try to go on your own merits which is sad to say but yeah life is confusing those bull people are bull not a bull <laughs> did you like okay you talk about my job episode a lot did you like my jobs episode wait which one? the ones with all the bleeps no, that was just funny. Oh, okay. Because he just came out swinging with beefs. I'm just like, oh, shit. This because I was really, like, literally I recorded that episode as I was driving back home after being turned away from my job. Like, how... Are you talking about her FedEx? Or... Yeah, FedEx. Well, FedEx was full of cobbles, full of capri anyway. I literally felt like I was in high school again. And that's the part that I didn't like. Literally, you had to know the right people to be put in a decent position. And that was sad. Because with my degree, I felt overqualified for the work that I was doing. I'm not saying I did a bad job. Because I did a great job, you know. But I felt like the, I could have been more of an asset if I would have been in a different position. The but they weren't. That, they don't easily transfer people. <laughs> Bless you. The fact they actually showed up for your job every day was already enough. <laughs> people, there's a lot of people that don't even show up to their job reliably. Yeah. And yet you get overlooked when you do. I don't get it. Like, people who shouldn't be in a higher position get a job, or like, get a higher position, like, they get promoted. Yeah. But people who are actually reliable, actually, they don't, they, just, no. they know they're reliable, so they keep them where they're needed instead of moving them up. Yeah, but, like, people who don't deserve the position are moved up, which causes chaos down the road. Because it's like, you're kind of undermining your reliable worker by not allowing them to grow and then they quit or do the, and they, and then they quit and do their own right and some people i ain't even gonna flex to you that job expects people to come back they expect you to come back after so, you're fired after you quit when you leave they expect you to spend the block another time and come back and work for them and it's not gonna work with me doesn't work for me but you know some jobs operate like that they're just like yeah we'll do this they'll be back da, 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 da. and i'm just like you can't treat every single person like that and the fact that you would allow people to walk out your door because you know like you expect them to come back later that's shady have you thought about the new gen not gen z gen alpha and how technology is really like a big factor in their childhood and stuff like how they're going to grow up it's about it, they're they're lost they're you think? Already, they're already screwed i'm like i see because you know, it, watch it, my it, little sister be watching these youtube videos and like 
stuff on Netflix and Disney Plus and stuff. And I'm just like, dang, like, I really didn't have this as a kid. Like, I had to sit through commercials. I had to sit here and wait for the new special to drop at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central. You know, like, kids ain't going to have that. I I would say they're in trouble. Because they have put all the dependency on technology. And when... Imagine every everything just shuts off. Like there's a heart, there's a, a a malware attack or a DDoS attack on Amazon Web Services or Microsoft Azure, which everybody, all of the main apps and businesses like Silicon Valley, they blows all their stuff onto certain servers. Amazon is the big one. Mm. And Microsoft is the second biggest one. And I think there's a third one that I can't remember off the top of my head. When it comes to the technology if something were to happen to all the web services like tiktok or let's say tiktok is on amazon web services it's not but i'm just using an example or tinder is on amazon web services or anything that google does is on amazon web services if so if something goes wrong and something did happen a couple years ago where nobody could access anything on google nothing for about an hour Oh but, snap! That's we, dangerous. And when you have businesses depend on the um, the web services for like all their e-commerce or online payments, if something happened for that hour, what are they going to do? They have no backup because right. they put too much dependency on technology. Now, if that can happen on a economic and financial perspective, what's going to happen to all the kids that have nothing to go off of but technology? Because there, there's nothing for them to, there's nothing wow. for them to think about. See, so when I give gifts to my sister, I give her a lot of. My sister's ten, by the way, for y'all listening. Um, I give her a lot of hands-on, kind of imaginative kind of things to get her away from tablets and TVs and just get her to like, you know, imagine and create and be like a regular kid. Because I feel like kids don't know how to be kids because they've been slapped with the iPad and they lap since age three, and so it's just like. I'm wired to just watch Coco Melon for hours, you know? Dude, how often do you, how often do, you do that? It's like, yeah, they, they're just giving a tap. I'm like, I know you try to make them more distracted or you try to make them more developed than any other kid. But how often do you think that trick of just giving a tap is going to work before something goes backfire on you? Right. Like, I don't really, I don't like the approach of just giving them a tap and letting them do what they want. Because even though I was given free access to do stuff on the computer on my own stuff, like my, my I was not monitor what I do, so I could have been on the computer, just go on to an adult website or whatnot, or I could have just been on YouTube the entire time or just stream, or I or pretty much from childhood was pretty much being on a video game all the time, the PlayStation Two, the Three, not the Four. But because of my experience with playing video games all the time, I feel like I miss this, I just miss out on being able to have a human connection. So over when I got out into college, I haven't really touched my consoles ever since because I'm like, I'm kind of done with it. Like gaming, I'll still do, but I'm not engaged with gaming as much as I used to. And because I noticed it's always like a disconnect back when I was growing up because I'm like, I never really got to be able to talk to people. So I just played on my games most of the time because I had no real, I had no other alternative. Oh snap! So when I got to high college, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start dealing, doing stuff with more people, and that's. And when I got a car, I started going out and doing more stuff, and travel places. Yeah. But I had to grow out of that. 
but if you've never been able to grow out, never had experience outside of that for, for let's say a generation alpha, what are they going to do? Right. Because they're not taught that. They can't function outside of the internet. So if all they have is internet friends, but they're forced into the social environment, like how are they going to act? And Gen Z is kind of in that same boat too. Yeah, to a degree. Now, to be fair, I don't know what the real cutoff is for Gen Z because I've seen 1998, 1997, 1996. I've seen that too. I caught myself a millennial because I feel like I'm in between. I'll be like resonating with some millennial stuff and some Gen Z stuff. Like, I'm kind of in between because I'm in the generation where they got the tail end of the good shows from like the 1990s and the 2000 cartoons. Yeah. But I was also in a time period where Google was established. Like Google was established the same year I was born. Wow. See, when I got when my parents bought the computer for the house, it was like a big deal, right? Like, wow, we have a computer. Like we kinda doing stuff. A little gateway, a little thing, Microsoft. It was real cute. And all I did was just spend hours on Microsoft Paint. That's all I did was just be on Microsoft Paint. Dang, I was playing the game a lot. And I did, um, what's that thing? Minesweeper. Yeah. Microsoft Paint and Minesweeper. That's all I played on the computer. I was playing the game of life 1998. That's insane. I actually have have an emulator. I can play it now. I'm like on my little surface. And then we started having to like type stuff. And like, it's just weird to see how technology has like exploded since childhood it's not i wouldn't say exploded i would say it has been more involvement in our lifetime than it has been beforehand yeah if you were in the 1990s 2000s where internet was kind of starting out like nobody knew what to harness that potential out of it until more startups had to take advantage of it like social media and then you have the dating apps taking over and then you had the gig economy like you have uber and you have Lyft, and you have DoorDash and all this other stuff. The fact that DoorDash exists, like, we live in a in a time when you can just pull up an app, order some food, and somebody will deliver it to your door. And I don't like that. You don't like that? I don't. I do not like DoorDash because it's too damn expensive for what it is. Agreed. When I was living at the beach, oh my gosh, I wasted so much money on DoorDash. I remember spending like fifty dollars for like some olive garden one day i'm like why am i spending this much on some doordash olive garden i could just go and pick it up but i was too lazy and i was slightly depressed so i just stayed in my house and let the doorman deliver stuff i got some dairy queen one night i think it was like 45 bucks i'm like why did i just spend 45 bucks at dairy queen and it was just the delivery fee it's not 45 bucks you spend 45 45 bucks for what is a value as seven dollars at most. I'm like, Dairy Queen was right down the road. I could have just drove to Dairy Queen, but nope. I said, let me just DoorDash and Dairy Queen. I paid like twice as much as I would have if I would just went up there and sat and through the drive through And then the fee that you pay for them to deliver it doesn't even go back to the driver. It's not even a tip. My mom, I had to explain that to my mom. I'm like, that delivery fee, that's not a tip. The tip is separate. And she's like, huh? It's like, like no. yeah. She no. was like, well, I haven't been tipping them because I thought that service fee was like no. their tip. I was like, That's not their no. tip. That fee is what the is what the business charges. That's not giving them... Oh, bruh. That's not giving a driver any money. That's, no. why they, that's why they hope you tip. Which is pretty much pulls back to the whole tipping culture in America, which makes no sense because it's only America. No, it's literally only America. And it's like, 
the fact that businesses expect servers and drivers and stuff to function off of just the kindness of other people is insane like you need to pay your drivers your servers everybody enough money to live like we shouldn't be able to we shouldn't be living off of people just giving us money like our tips shouldn't be our main source of income like we should be paid over two dollars like i'm not even kidding when i was a server we only made like two dollars per hour and it was insane and they were like it's two dollars plus tips and i'm like okay but i only you put me in an empty section with five people per hour like i'm not gonna get that much and you expect me to pay my bills with this money like this is insane well it's potentially it's potentially you can make a lot of money but that's not how yeah like you've got to be a over achiever basically to make it like make not i'm not gonna say make it because i made it just fine like doing what i was doing but to be to actually be bringing in the dough like people expect to like servers to make like you gotta be overachiever constantly going to different people have you been served have you been served have you somebody helped you let me help you you gotta be like out there i halfway disagree with that how because sometimes tipping is based on sex appeal it's based on sex appeal because what is the name of time you actually tipped a unattractive waiter versus an attractive waiter? See, I don't judge based off looks. I tip you if you gave me my food at a decent time. But, if you look attractive, I'm going to give you the bonus tip. But, but if you're unattractive, you're going to get the basic 15%. But if they're attractive, they get a basic tip. You're right. But if they're not attractive and they give you mass servers, you're not giving them anything, would you? They're going to get at least a dollar. Leave my, my, I don't leave my servers because I've served before, so I don't I don't leave no tip unless it was like a situation like today. Like we just went, grabbed some food, and just sat down. Like I'm not gonna tip them because she's a cashier, she getting paid anyway. Like what am I tipping for? So I just click no tip, give me my receipt, and give me my food. That's what I say. Because it's basically fast food. What would you think would be warranting a tip? Like sitting down and eating like with a waiter? Yes, be, me being served warrants a tip. If you're coming over, filling, refilling my glass, asking me if I need anything, bringing me food, you deserve a tip. But if I have to walk up to the counter to get my food, if I have to walk up to get a drink, you ain't serving me. I mean, you doing your job at the counter. Like, give me my stuff. All right, have a good day. So, I don't owe you anything extra. If I got some change and I don't feel like keeping it, I'll give it to you. But you don't, you didn't earn a tip. Like, you just got my service. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, let's, so how would you feel about if you were to get a to go order from, let's say, uh, Applebee's or okay. uh, Outback? Like, if it's an Applebee's. Like, this is to go. You're not going in it's and to go. You're not, but, if you're doing to go, like, picking up for yourself. Would it still be the same? I'd probably leave like two dollars. I don't know. I don't know who was going to though. That's the problem. Like when you do to go at a fast food place, who does the tip go to? The person that rung you up, or does it go to the store? Like well, how do they? Well, it kind of depends on what store you go to because some restaurants don't allow you to take tips at all. Right, like, like Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A says no tips. Cookout says no tips. Cookout said that too. Yeah, I think Cookout doesn't allow you to take tips either. Cook, like, I didn't get my business anyway to give me another burnt barbecue sandwich. Fine. Oh my god, I hope she saw my t-shirt. I'm still thinking about the concert. I'm, I had such a good time. Like, I'm so... When you leave, I'm probably just gonna be running back and forth. Just, like, excited still. Like, adrenaline still running. Because I really 
had the best time at that concert. You were because you were dancing. I was I was comfortable. Like I sang almost every song. I think there was maybe like two or three. But like I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I felt real comfortable. Nobody made me feel weird for singing the songs. Like I don't know. Because they were there for the same reason. Yeah, and it was just great. She put on a great show. I'm not a country as I said, I'm not a country fan listener, but she is a good she did. I hope she read my t shirt. Well, next time go to VIP, actually meet her. You did great. And on that bombshell, it's been over an hour. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you for coming through, and for I'll... chilling in Iris, for sitting with me. And good luck trying to And edit. for joining me for that Carrie Underwood concert. It was a blast. And good luck trying to edit this stuff because that's an hour <laughs> and some minutes of what topic I'm trying to talk, title this. After a long day of camping, it's nice to unwind with a nice, relaxing campfire song. I call this one the Campfire Song Song. Let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. Our C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. And if you don't think that we can sing it faster, then you're wrong. But it'll help if you just sing along. Well, that about does it for this week's episode of Camperosity. Big shout out to my friend Keyshawn and to you, my listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember that I love you, God loves you, and have a fantastic day.